Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Jacob Beer Show today. Today, I'm joined by the Trash Bots co-founders who are brothers. How are you doing today? We'd like Very to introduce good. yourself. Really good. Yeah, thanks so much for uh, inviting us on the show to talk today. Um, being great. Um, and we can, we can go ahead and introduce ourselves. That's go right on ahead. Yeah. Uh, my name is Star Srinivasan. I'm currently uh, taking a gap year before heading to Stanford next year. So I graduated from high school back in May, about a year ago. Um, and, you know, co-founded Trashbots with my brother. Hi, my name is Rohit Srinivasan. I'm 20 years old. I'm a junior at the University of Texas. Um, and yeah, I happen to co-found Trashbots with my younger brother, Siddharth. Awesome. And before we get into the questions, would you like to talk a little, a little bit about the story of Trashbots? Yeah. How you came up with the idea? Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> Starth and I, obviously, just like you, Jacob, we're, we're, all, we're all pretty young, right? We sort of grew up in this world of, of modern education where we had technology when we were super young. Um, and, you know, growing up, Starth and I were always really into STEM, so computer science, robotics. So we, we, we tried learning a lot as much as we could about those tools. But every time we tried personally using tools to learn computer science and robotics, we always found they're very difficult to use and had a lot of issues with them. And then when we were in uh, high school, we had the opportunity to actually go travel around the world teaching computer science and teaching robotics through uh, nonprofits. And once again, when we were as a teacher, we found it even more difficult to be able to use whatever tools were out there to teach computer science and robotics. So when we came back to the States, we, uh, we uh, started talking to our teachers and other teachers and I think the general consensus we found out was the way computer science and the way robotics was taught was very expensive. It was very difficult to teach. And um, more than anything, it just wasn't, it wasn't intuitive. It didn't use problem solving. It didn't use creativity. It was very rote. It was very, it was very difficult to train teachers. There was no curriculum available. So that sort of sort of inspired us to first start Trashbox. We wanted to create a super easy to use fun platform that we as students would have loved to use as well as us as teachers would have loved to use as well. So that's sort of what inspired us. And we teamed up with um, a gentleman from National Instruments. He was a chief architect of National Instruments at the time. And we sort of worked on building out this platform called Trashbots. And uh, since then the company has definitely grown a lot, right? We've, we've, we've brought on new employees. We've really scaled We're you know, we have thousands of users of students, students using the platform a platform and um you know and we have how many schools are we at now about 40 45 schools 45 schools yeah, yeah they're all almost a dozen districts almost yeah so really growing pretty quickly and and so it's always super exciting to see that that journey from you know going from uh you know just starting off to now now having actual users on the platform awesome and before i get into some other questions um, what is your position in the company compared to like your brother? And what I mean by this is like, what is something that you're good at that your brother does separately or something in the company like that? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, and I think it's awesome because Roth and I as co-founders complement each other very, very well. I mean, uh, from the beginning of this company, just from a purely developmental standpoint, you know, from developing the product, Roth was much more hardware oriented right? Uh, looking at a lot of the plastics developed and stuff like that. And well, I was much more on the software side. So looking at the, the app, the block coding app, the users used to code the platform um, and stuff like that. Um, and now, you know, as we have a product that our students and teachers and parents love, um, love to use, 
we have divvied up the responsibilities of the business. And so Rode focuses a lot on the supply chain um, and, and, and installing the product into schools. Whereas I focus a lot on like the marketing and sales side of it and curriculum development. Awesome. And what would you say getting to the next question here, the STEM topic, of course, is where do you see STEM education going in the future? Um, of course, I remember back when I was in seventh grade a few years ago, that was the first time I ever heard about STEM. They said, hey, we're going to be doing science, technology, engineering, and math. And I was like, all right, cool. We're going to do some of that stuff. And that's all they told me about STEM at the time in seventh grade. Where do you see it going in the future to get more kids invested in it? Yeah. So <clears throat> one thing we like to talk about a lot is when, um, like, if, you, if someone is interested in music, it, like and they want to go to college studying music they don't show up on their first day of, of college or first day of university and then decide you know i want to like i like the drum sound i want to i want to I major in playing the drums i want to learn how to play the piccolo like but the way we treat computer science the way we treat engineering is very much like that many times students know they have an interest in in engineering they have an interest in computer science but they show up on the first day of school the first day of college decide where they like as an 18 year old decide you know maybe i want to specialize in biomedical engineering or maybe i want to specialize in front-end development um so then and that's something that we really aim to change because that's not you shouldn't be showing up when you're 18 years old with very little knowledge of this different types of engineering or different types of computer science we should be building these skills starting from a younger age starting from probably the same time that first you're first taught how to play music, you know, almost, I feel like almost every kid in America learned to play the recorder at some point, point and learned the basic, basic building blocks of music. So our big perspective is that starting from late elementary, early middle school, we should really be focusing on getting kids um, up to speed on computer science and robotics. Now I'm not saying forcing them to learn Python, I'm saying starting from the basics and then holding their hand up to when they're in high school and if they want to continue to build, like continue on that path, it gives them a really strong foundation. But even if they don't, if even if they end up going into business or music or art, they still have that really strong technical foundation, which will allow them to um, do whatever whatever they want, because it still provides them a basic understanding of problem solving and creativity, which is super necessary, regardless of what field you go into. Absolutely, and as a student right now, I'm a sophomore in high school. I totally agree on that, you know, with learning technology, because the jobs in the future are going to be going away and we need to prepare. And that's where STEM is important. And, you know, speaking of everything going on right now with education, everything within the past year, we had to go to Zoom and Google Meets because of the coronavirus and there's been a big learning loss. Um, what would you say about that and how trash bots can really help to prepare people who might have lost a lot from learning? Um, of course, school is now reopening. Now I've been in for the past nine weeks in person, but that was still almost seven, eight months of being on Zoom, not in person. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we, we've also seen firsthand kind of the effects of uh, this, this virtual education, this pandemic it's had on the students. I mean, we, we both have a sister who's in sixth grade. And so we've seen her have to, you know, start virtual, go back in person, get contact trace, come home and like all these different things. Right. And it's, and it's tough. I mean, you're staring at a screen for the entire day. I was a senior in high school um, when the when the pandemic hit, obviously in March. And so, for my I, I closed up senior year every single day going to uh, Zoom uh, school. And I think I think what we saw is that you know, it's hard to keep kids engaged, 
right? There's, there's no hands-on activities that they're performing, right? And so what a lot of schools did is they said, okay, hey, we're in this pandemic. Let's just not teach STEM education. Let's just keep all the education via Zoom. And then maybe later we'll get to, you know, hands-on stuff, in-person stuff, right? And that, you know, was detrimental to students and, and, and made a lot of parents unhappy. And so what Trashbots offers is a way to still hit that STEM education, you know, checkbox while still offering students a hands-on, you know, activity platform that they can even do one-to-one, -one, right? I mean, the tenant we were based off of on Trashbots, I mean, we, on a high level, we, we say we're going to democratize STEM education. But what that really means is we want to make STEM education really accessible. You know, I mean, before this, we were focusing on accessible regardless of resources, regardless of skill level, but also the pandemic just offered another vertical to that, to that, to that tenant of, of being accessible regardless of in-person or virtual or hybrid. The students should have, should have access to high quality STEM education. Absolutely. And um, getting into our next question and topic is the design, the digital part behind trash bots. Would you guys like to talk about that? Sure. I mean, we spent a lot of time, you know, iterating, iterating, iterating on building out this Trashbots platform. And, and I mean, going back to what Roth was saying earlier, the, the, the issues we saw in STEM education were, you know, A, it's very expensive, but B, like most importantly, it didn't lend any avenues to these students to develop their creativity and problem solving skills, right? It was kind of teaching these rote, um, you know, hardcore STEM skills, and it wasn't allowing the students to develop those soft skills, which are so important in the 21st century, you know, to have a job. Right. And so when designing this Trashbots platform, we thought about, you know, what are the different um, things we can include in this platform? What are the different, um, you know, basically features of this platform that can allow the students to develop these problem solving, you know, critical thinking, creativity skills. Right? And that was the introduction of our name Trashbots and why that's so important to us. It's because these students can incorporate trash and recyclable materials onto their robotics platform, onto this robot. Right? And so they're not limited to what's inside the, the kits that they receive, but instead they're limited by only what's inside their imagination. Right? And so that's kind of the, the, the design uh, you know, idea that we've adopted is that the students should be able to develop these soft skills all while um, you know, learning some hardcore STEM skills that they can use. I think more, more also another important point to bring up is we want to develop, build something that we enjoy to use, right? Something that when we first started, something that we would have loved to be able to have in the classroom so that we could have learned computer science and we could have learned robotics growing up as well. Absolutely. And of course, another thing about STEM and everything is a lot of people this age, you know, they play sports, they on activities, and it's hard to get them to focus in STEM and to really focus on technology or the sciences or computer science. How do you think we can get them more interested in it? I, mean, I think it really starts about, you know, starting from a young age, right? Even with sports and things like that, there's such an emphasis to play these things. Or there, and even more importantly, there's a lot of idols and a lot of pressure from your parents starting from, from you know, your early elementary days. At least where we have in Texas, it's really something called like, you know, peewee football or Pop Warner football, which is like football for starting at like five years old. It's something that's, that's, that's actively encouraged by, by parents. But, you know, so, so by the time you get into middle school, you've been playing football for so long. And that's, that's, that's really what you, what you know and what you enjoy to do. But I think more and more now is what you're seeing is more is kids being encouraged to try like computer science, try building robots. And there's, there's even, even like with trash bots, you can start using a trash bot 
as young as, as, as six years old. So that emphasis of, of trying to get kids more involved from a younger age, really like when they get older, they're, they're going to be able to do a whole lot, whole lot, whole lot more as well as they're going to want to be more engaged in, in, in those things. You know, we, we, we're going to always go back to what we know. Yeah. I mean, to break that down, it's basically just making STEM education fun and digestible from a very young age. And, and a tagline that we kind of adopted is play productively. I mean, we want our students to be able to, you know, play, to have fun, to really make this whole experience a game, right? But it's productive, right? They're learning skills that are really going to better them in the future. Absolutely. And a few just other quick questions that I have is, I know we talked a little bit about how you came up with the idea, trash bots and name bad and everything. Um, but a few entrepreneurs out there who are younger, who haven't, you know, launched anything yet, but they're interested in it someday, um, had some questions and they wondered how do you come up with a good name for an idea like how you came up for trash bots what advice would you have on that yeah I think the reason why I wrote that I love trash bots so much is when I say trash bots or when you see a sticker for trash bots where you see the product it, it makes you take a step back and be like sorry what trash bots like are your robots like trash right is a question we've got a lot you know um, but um, you know it, it's something that's really sticky right? People love the name trash bots, right? And people have a deep emotional connection with it because it makes a lot of sense, right? You're making robots out of trash quite literally, right? And it's just something that from, from a very early, um, the very early days of trash bots was very important to us, you know, building a robotics platform where, again, kids can use these, you know, trash and recyclables on their kit and really build their creativity, right? And so it, it's incorporating something that's really important to us to a name that's, you know, sticky and makes people, you know, remember it exactly. Yeah, actually, I have a, like a really, you know, I was, it was a really interesting story is, is that um, founders of Robinhood were talking about how it doesn't matter what you name your company, or what you name your idea is only important to the people within the company, because outside you can name it whatever gibberish word you want, and it'll, it, it will stick in the long run. It just matters. You need to find something that's meaningful to you that you can get behind that you really enjoy that you can tell a story around. Because after that, it's, you know, there are, you know, plenty of big companies out there which have somewhat meaningless names, yet as long as you stay passionate and stay with it and you want to stay driven behind that same idea, that's all that matters. Absolutely. And two other questions I just have is what advice would you have for the next generation of entrepreneurs out there? Um, we can start with either one of you. Yeah, I'd say... Um you know, look for problems that you feel passionate about and go and solve them, right? And, and, and so I, I think one of the biggest things for Rohit and I is, you know, we, we went and traveled around the world for a couple of years and saw firsthand the issues with STEM education, right? Um, and because of that, you know, we, we were passionate about finding a solution for this. I mean, we, we'd been playing around the robotics platforms in our own classroom itself. And we thought, how cool would it be if we could throw together some sort of, you know, kits or some sort of product that we would enjoy using, we would have enjoyed using in the classroom, like only this past year itself, right? And, um, you know, so given that passion that we had behind making a solution like this, we went and, you know, found key advisors who could help us in different areas. I mean, we were two, two essentially kids who were passionate about this thing. We had nothing, we had no experience on, you know, finding a contract manufacturer in China to go and develop our plastics, right? or you know, you know, finding a salesperson who can go and get us in front of school districts to help us sell, 
right? There are a lot of key, you know, domain level type of things that we weren't as skilled in. So I think the main thing is, you know, find something you're passionate about solving and go find those specific advisors that can help you achieve that goal. I think, I mean, the second thing is, I think is uh, just keep working at it. You know, even, even those basic ideas, as long as you keep working on it for several years, they'll, they'll turn into something, something beautiful. And a lot of students, what they don't realize, they're the best time in their lives to start a company, right? Because you have free food from your parents, free lodging from your parents. You, you know, your responsibilities are probably the least they'll ever be rather than your class that you have in high school or college, you know, and, and at the same time, you have an abundance of, like, though you may not have all the knowledge you acquire, you have an abundance of resources, right? People are always way more help, willing to help a help a sophomore in college or a sophomore in high school than they are helping some 30 year old um, or you know so, someone who's, who's a little bit older. Um, the, so that's the point is like always like just so, so start now because you are at the best time to start a company and then keep trying, right? There's no reason to give up now just because you may not have the technical skills that you require at the time or just because you may not even have the, you may not think you have the know-how it doesn't matter because eventually you'll, you'll build those things as you get more acclimated with the industry you're working in, as you like, you'll kind of need to learn a whole lot constantly. And all that will be really, really important and really, really powerful down the road. Thank you. And where do you see, and my final question, where do you see trash bots being in five or 10 years or even three years? Yeah, I mean, we want to establish ourselves as, you know, a key player in the space. I think that we've just taken the first couple of steps to inspiring a mass number of students towards STEM careers and helping them develop those soft skills. And I think it's truly pretty powerful, the platform we've built and how, how, and its ability to go and tap kids, you know, again, regardless of where they are in the world, regardless of what resources they might have available, regardless of what exposure they've had to coding and robotics and engineering before, regardless of now, you know, hybrid or virtual or in-person, you know, regardless of any of these verticals, students have, should have access to STEM education. And that's what we truly believe. And I think we've built a platform that can, that can go and follow that, that, that mission of ours, right? So I think we've only taken the first couple of steps, um, you know, school to school, student to student and bot to bot um, to, you know, changing this education landscape. Absolutely. And before I close this interview today, is there any other advice that you have? I mean, no, I feel like, I feel like, I mean, just keep keep trying and i think i think it's always super exciting to see all the amazing things that people are building out there obviously we, we get a lot of a lot of really cool insights from seeing how students use trash bots and super excited to see what the future holds awesome thank you so much for coming on the show and i wish you guys both the best luck in the future um go longhorns and i believe stanford are cardinals so go cardinals <laughs> yeah. appreciate it <laughs> thank you for coming on